0: This is the 5th Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML.
1: Hello, football fans in Hamilton, from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin, and uh, we have uh, been witnessing a truly remarkable, record-setting in many cases, football game here tonight in which the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Ottawa Red Blacks have put on a show for the ages. And with the uh, dying play of the game being made, the Ottawa Red Blacks, Pull out a 41-36 victory over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Man oh man, what a win for Ottawa. And with that two points, jumps into first place in the CFL's East Division. One point ahead of Idle Toronto. The Argos will be in action next week in BC. Ottawa is off next week. That's going to be their bye week. This game was the roller coaster of all roller coasters and I'll get to the CFL record in a minute but it was a, a record that may never be matched. Ticats go up 16 to nothing in the first quarter. Nothing was going right for the Ottawa Redblacks certainly offensively. And Hamilton was putting the boots to the Redblacks. At halftime, a little closer, 19-14 for Hamilton. Ottawa finally got things in gear, made some plays, made it close. At the end of three, it was 26-22 for the Cats, still in control. And then a couple of lead changes in the fourth quarter, including William Powell's back-breaking 43-yard touchdown run right up the gut. They give the Red Blacks a 41-36 win over Hamilton. The record tonight, Deontay Spencer. You talk about a guy who had himself a game. Wow! Deontay Spencer smashes the single game record for combined yards. 496. Truly amazing. We'll break down... How he did that throughout the night. We're going to throw open the phone lines here at nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cellular device. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game, your thoughts on tonight's season, Rick at nine hundred chml All over Twitter at Rick Samprin at am nine hundred chml. This is the fifth quarter. Your chance to voice your thoughts on what we just witnessed and of course this season going into the final regular season game next week at Tim Hortons Field this will be it 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell we want your vote for player of the game tonight and of course your thoughts on tonight's game my player of the game, I'll get it out Right off the skip, Deontay Spencer. Without Deontay Spencer on the football field tonight, the Ottawa Redblacks would have got smoked by the Tiger Cats. But it was Spencer who not only provided the spark, who not only ignited this dormant Red Blacks team that was sleepwalking through the first quarter, without him, the Tiger Cats would have easily gotten the victory tonight. And in addition to that, the Ticats forced five Ottawa turnovers tonight. Five. Ottawa had zero turnovers. They, they, they forced zero turnovers tonight. Cats forcing five, they scored 14 points off those five turnovers. I think you want that number to be a lot higher than 14. Another thing we can toss around. With one game to go as well, do you think June Jones, as head coach of the Ticats, has done enough to warrant a return in 2018? Take your calls, your emails, your tweets on that as well. And do you buy into the, now that Hamilton has been eliminated at least two weeks ago, do you buy into the, we're going to play these last couple of games, uh, uh, we want to win. We're going to put our best team forward to win the football game. Or... Do you want to see some of the other guys that we haven't seen to see if they can play in this league? Now, the difficulty is, next week against Montreal, you're not going to get a true reflection of a ultra-competitive football game. A lot of guys are going to be going through the motions. Some won't, but a lot of guys will. We'll get your thoughts on that. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have Steve, we have Ross, we have Randy, we have tweets galore, we have emails flying in. We're going to get to all of you guys. This is the fifth quarter on 900-CHML. There's a few things gnawing at me tonight. I want to hear from you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. cats lose 41 36 in Ottawa tonight, the Cats fall to five and twelve. Red Blacks now eight, nine, and one. They have seventeen points in the season. They're one point up on Toronto as those two teams continue to battle for top spot. And that's very um, attainable, at least for both teams. And uh, and both teams really want it that that first round by. They can heal some bumps and bruises. They can game plan for the two opponents who will battle it out in the East semifinal as it stands now Saskatchewan is the crossover team and right now if the playoffs started today they would face off against the Argonauts but there's still one more week in the season teams in the West can still move up and down Winnipeg and Edmonton also in the mix they all have two games left and uh, it's going to be an interesting last couple of weeks this week and next week of the CFL season. Who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, Your thoughts on tonight's Heartbreaking, gut wrenching, shocking roller coaster of a loss by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Let's start off at the top of the deck. Steve is called into the fifth quarter. Steve, good evening.
2: Hi, Rick. How are you doing tonight? I'm okay. How about you? Well, I'm beyond frustrated watching this team. Um, this is week. You know, we've seen many, many weeks when we had incredible performances squandered. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out, first of all, and I'm going to eat some crow here because I was one of the many fans earlier this year that really thought Speedy B's days in Hamilton were limited. I am thrilled to see him thrive under June Jones' new offense. Uh, I'm happy for him on a personal level. I know he had some off-field issues in the offseason, and he's turned it around, and he is such a weapon, and I'm really happy for him. Uh Jeremiah Mazzoli, I think, has kind of erased any doubts that you may have had if you're on the fence, whether he deserves to be a starter or not. Uh, He's unflappable. He plays a good game. He executes the plays that are given to him by the offensive coordinators, and I think he is probably going to be the starter coming out of training camp next year. So that's the great things I see with the Cats in this game. Now, there's a few things that I am just left shaking my head with in disbelief. Yes, Deontay Spencer is the player of the game. He was halfway through the game. We all saw it coming. Um, So if you have under a couple minutes left to play with a slim lead, I've got two words, and I'm screaming through my television screen, and it's called squib kick. You see what this guy has been doing all night long to us. Why on God's green earth would you Hit a kick off, or a, a kickoff to Deontay Spencer so he can immediately bring it out to the 55-yard line. Yes, phenomenal game, incredible player, but this is coaching errors. If you can't see that this guy is having the game of his life, perhaps you know a game for all ages in the CFL. Why would you give him more chances? And lastly, with five turnovers and really should have been six. We can't convert a win on six turnovers. We don't deserve to win. Special teams are it. It's going to be the last point. I'd like to hear your thoughts on all these comments, Rick. Uh, We've got Junior Collins out there returning kicks, doing absolutely nothing. Deontay Spencer is ripping us to shreds. And we have a guy like DeMar Altman, who is far faster than Junior Collins, sitting, not doing anything. I don't know why he wasn't in. I realize Willie Quinn is hurt, and he's probably going to be our guy to return for next year, but there are, there's highs for this team, there's lows for this team, and there's lots for June Jones, and uh, our defensive coordinator figure out, you know, they were blitzing like crazy in the first half. No time for Trevor Harris to throw the balls. We're shutting them out. They're getting no first down till halfway through the first or second quarter. How did these coaching changes eventually cost you the game? Your thoughts.
1: Well, uh, a number of things to tackle on there. I'll start with a squib kick because I think that was uh, an interesting point. You know, the score is, and I think you're referencing, you know, at the end of the game there's a minute 25 to go. Uh, Kenny Allen's just kicked a 43-yard field goal. We're kicking off to Ottawa. We're up 36-34. Why not squib kick it? Uh, I'm of the, of the belief that uh, that was the appropriate time to do it. Yeah, you're going to give Ottawa some okay field position, but are they going to get to the 50 on a squib kick? I don't think so. So I'm in agreement oh, with Rick, you was, on that it one. It was
2: midfield. It was midfield with his... Uh,
1: yeah, his, I know. But if he squib and, kick and it, DeAndre DeAndre maybe they get to the 40.
2: Exactly. And this guy's been ripping us apart all night. Right. How many times do you have to keep giving it to the same guy yeah. and expect a different result? Sorry to interrupt you, but that is like, it just blows my mind. That's coaching 101, that's high school coaching. Yeah. the retur- June Jones, NCAA, CFL, uh, everything. So, yeah. sorry, please The, the, carry
1: on. the return yeah. game, uh, you know, if, if Brandon Banks is tearing it up on offense, uh, you know, that, that's a great weapon to have. Uh, how tired is he on special teams? you got to put him out there. I know he was out there, but they kicked the Collins. Why is Collins out there? Because, uh, he, uh, as you said, he doesn't have speed. Uh, he's not a game-breaking guy. Your other options, though, are Luke Tasker, who's not going to be returning kicks, and I wouldn't have him back there. Jalen Saunders, who would probably go... Above and beyond over Collins, that's for sure. Shamad Chambers, Mike Jones, and Fobier Lucia. Those are really your options, unless you go with some of the DPs. And we've seen Richard Leonard back there. Why not put him back there? He's got a lot more speed than Junior Collins. So, yeah, there's a lot of options there.
2: So where was DeMar Altman tonight? I'm surprised. You know, he wasn't, even as a special teams guy only like Speedy used to be, you can put him on the roster just as a kick return specialist. Yeah, he's, he would he, have done just fine. And then you take the pressure off Speedy.
1: He's on the six-game injured list, so unavailable. Oh, he is tonight. Yeah. Okay. okay. But I that get your point. There. You know, put put the best guys in the best positions to succeed. I think that was a prime example, and it happens, you know, uh, all over the place. Uh, you know, uh, throughout the game, we just realize it when you know big issues or big mistakes happen. But uh, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you on both those points.
2: Yeah, And also, you know, the, the change in the mindset of the game when you go from aggressive blitzing and it's clearly paying dividends for a quarter and a half and then you lay back. Uh, you know, you're watching the game. Uh, Ottawa had no run game going with William Powell. Mm-hmm. They had a very limited uh, pass play going with the blitz. And now we're laying off. We're playing zone. We're playing soft zone. And then they start, you know, roaring back. They get the momentum back. We have a couple sluggish series and then... You know, like we've seen so many times this year, we, we lose the game just by losing momentum. And that is the difference between a really great team and an average team. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for the turnaround we've had with June Jones and our players and guys who are coming back from injuries. But if we can't change this mental mindset where we think if we're up by 16 points, we're, we're good to carry the game, we're, we're not going to be successful. We haven't been for decades. We haven't been a dominating team and in my memory, you know, if we want to be a, a Calgary Stampeders team, we want to be a turnaround Winnipeg Blue Bombers team, these are the things we've got to fix or nothing's going to change in Hamilton. We're going to lose our fans. We're going to lose interest. And, you know, God bless Bob Young for all he's done, but, I mean, you know, we have to have results on the field or this is going to keep backsliding, backsliding, backsliding. And where does it end? Steve, all good points. Thanks for the call. Okay,
1: Rick, good night. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Ottawa with 486 total yards tonight, Hamilton 492. Unbelievable. Another thing that's unbelievable, midway through the fourth quarter, Ticats are up 33-22. How does Ottawa score three touchdowns in half a quarter at the end of the game? Powell, an 8-yard touchdown run with 6 minutes to go. Trevor Harris to Kreiner with 4 minutes to go. And Powell with 30 seconds to go, a 43-yard touchdown run. What happened to the defense? I mean, this was a defense that had forced 5 turnovers. Offense was moving the ball. Ottawa's offense did nothing in the first quarter. Our defense was well-rested. But could not lock it down in the fourth. That That is a troubling, troubling turn of events. This team pretty much had the game in the bag. I mean, as we know, anything can happen in the CFL, and usually does, and did tonight. But 33-22 with nine minutes to go, I, I just, you, you your defense got to step up, and your offense has to move the ball as well. I know they go hand in hand. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Who's your player of the game tonight? And uh, we will also name our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight. Back to the phones we go. Ross is on the line. Ross, thanks for waiting patiently. Go ahead.
3: Yes, good evening. I agree with um, some of the last points that the last caller had. Um, it seems to have been a, been an issue for quite some time, uh, the, a lack of return game, a lack of return, good, fast players. Um, we saw that tonight from Spencer, of course um and you know they're only getting maybe 10 15 yards well that makes that is a big difference um uh and when you're starting um you know back in your own zone as opposed to maybe the 40 uh and uh I know that they have they've had a few players now there's injuries but um that seems to have been lacking for quite some time uh the other of course um, Both quarterbacks had some errant passes. Um, uh, Of course, uh, I'm not sure what the penalty uh, status was tonight, but... um... Uh, Hamilton had a few, perhaps a few more. Uh, what are your thoughts about that?
1: Uh, penalties? I'm just scrolling down the penalties. So the Thai Cats had 11 penalties for 128 yards. The Red Blacks had 11 penalties for 162 yards. So fairly even in terms of the number of flags, we had about 40 more yards uh, advantage uh, in, in that category. You know, this is a team, I think, that has talent in some specific places. We saw a lot of that talent come to the fore tonight. Masoli, I thought, had one of his best games of the season. Brandon Banks, likewise. Uh, Luke Tasker, as well. The- these guys really stepped up. I mean, there was some good uh, performances on defense too. Don Unambo with his third interception of the season tonight. Courtney Stephen had one, and happy birthday to Courtney Stephen tonight as well. You know, in, in, in fits and spurts, this team looks amazing. But then there's other times where you know, on the on the on the Powell 43 yard touchdown run, like what's going on there?
3: Right, that's right. Um, uh, what are your thoughts about the return game though for Hamilton?
1: <sighs> well, you know what, Brandon Banks is not the same Brandon Banks in the return game, which is funny to say because he's having a career year. As a receiver, Um, I just don't think they have the right pieces uh, as a team, as a unit. You know, we always focus on the return man, and yes, that guy has to be electric and, and, uh, and speedy and shifty and nimble and all that kind of stuff. But it's the other guys, those other 11 guys in the field who are doing the blocking, creating the wedges, creating those holes... Uh, that I, I just don't think they have as good of a unit in that special teams area as they've had in the past. And that's why we're not seeing those explosive runs. One guy can't make, 12 other guys miss.
3: No, no, that's right. Well, they, it is. it has uh, been promising and encouraging, you know, uh, the last few games and uh, the change in offense, uh And that's great to see. Um, As I say, I'd like to see, well, we saw what Spencer did tonight. Um, He was amazing. That's right. And as I say, I wish Hamilton would get someone who at least could gain at least 15 or 20 yards instead of, you know, 5 or 10. Mm.
1: Who's your player of the game tonight, Russ?
3: Oh, of course, Spencer. Spencer.
1: Yeah, he was unbelievable.
3: Appreciate the call. Okay, thank you. Enjoy good the time.
1: rest of the weekend. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Tweet from Bruce at Rick Zamprin. Defense played so good until the last offensive uh, play, or plays, I guess. Uh, they need to stop, and they poop the bed once again. Hashtag unbelievable, hashtag 5th quarter. Bill on Twitter at Rick Zamprin, in a way, losing like this is better, as a win would have masked the key deficiencies on the Thai Cats. Last two Ottawa drives were revealing. And Randy on Twitter at Rick Zamprin, a common yet disgusting method of loss by Cats. Good Cat plays by Tasker, Saunders, Banks. Player of the game is Deontay Spencer. He also followed up with, we needed June Jones to take over after Game 5, a sickening night Again, Well, it's one of those games where you just sometimes have to say, you know what, Ottawa will give you credit for sticking around, especially after an atrocious first quarter. Ottawa will tip our cap to Deontay Spencer. And uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, the, the Ticats should have taken care of business tonight with five turnovers. And the lead through three and a half quarters until Ottawa finally took the lead, or at least early in the in the third quarter, Ottawa took the their first lead of the game, 22-19. But for the most part, Hamilton was leading this football game and uh, should have just locked it down. Whether it's the deficiencies on defense that we've seen, although this D has played better over the last number of weeks, I mean, they were really good against Montreal last week. They were really good against Calgary a couple of weeks ago, even though they lost. They were exceptional against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in a victory then. They've they've played defensively. They've played much better. I'm still not sold on Emmanuel Davis not suiting up. He was another inactive tonight or a, a scratch, one of the two players that are listed on the roster but don't play. I'm not sure how he can't get on the field. Something's going on there. The guy's too talented to be not playing. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game and your player of the game, rick at 900CHML.com. Send me a note on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM900CHML at Rick Zamprin. David has called in to the 5th quarter. David, how are you?
0: I'm very well. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call.
1: Thanks for calling in.
0: Yes. um, I just also wanted to elicit uh, a similar response to a previous caller where uh, just such an impressive uh, display of talent by uh, Brandon Banks and uh, Miss I couldn't be happier for both those guys. There's just under June Jones, there's there's obviously a connection that they've been able to make there that is just brings such a much needed spark to this team that is just a uh, a real pleasure to watch, and uh, I really really hope for for Brandon's sake that uh, next year they you know up his salary to what he was making before because he's certainly uh, he's certainly performed on the field and he's proven himself again to be um, a standout in the CFL and.
1: Well, they might have to up, well, they will have to up his salary because he's going to be a free agent. So, I mean, uh, other teams are probably going to come knocking after seeing him do what he's been doing offensively.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's a joy to watch. Um, I'm just very excited in terms of seeing the direction that the team is going in. I think June Jones has done a a phenomenal job. There's been some question as to whether or not people think well he'll he'll be returning as the head coach, and I Personally, myself, I really hope he's coming back because I think he's just done a stellar job in turning this team around in a pretty relatively short period of time. Um, the defense ha- should be uh, commended as well for, you know, putting in another very strong, uh, another very strong effort with uh, Dean being an outstanding player in every game I've watched this year. I'm just very happy, and and you know, it's. The record that they have doesn't uh, reflect the team that's on the field, and it's a real shame they didn't uh, they didn't uh, have enough points to make it into the postseason because uh, I really think that any team that would have uh, faced them in the playoffs would have been uh, facing a very hard adversary. Yep. And I'm looking forward to next year.
1: Appreciate it. And your player of the game?
0: Oh, I, you know what? I'd have to give it to Brandon Banks again. Some of okay. the catches he made were just... <laughs> like, incredible.
3: <laughs> I don't worry. I,
0: it's, like, just amazing. Like, he made a catch in this game, and he made a catch in the last game that just defied – it just absolutely defied, uh, well, the defense, number one, and, uh, I mean, highlight real material both weeks. Dave, so, shout out to Brandon.
1: Appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend.
0: All right, bye.
1: Have a good one. 905-645-3221, star 9900. Uh, you know, <laughs> Steve, or David mentioned it, that Banks has made some incredible catches tonight. And uh, I think it was on the first touchdown as opposed to the second one, where two guys were all over him. And somehow he, <laughs> he just waltzes into the end zone like, yeah, I got the football. I'm scoring again. Like, unbelievable, unbelievable talent. And, you know, at the start of the year, and I, I was in the group that was in the, oh my gosh, Brandon Banks can't play football anymore. In the first half of the season, and ever since the coaching change, and him being one of the focal points on offense, I mean, he went from a bit part on offense to being a focal point with this O. And he has, uh, talk about carrying the ball and running with it. He has done that, and then some. This guy's got to be re-signed. And stick him on offense, and he'll do it again. Get to some of the stats, and there are some eye-popping statistics tonight that we'll pass to uh, you, our listeners. More of your emails and your tweets coming in? You can still call as well, 905-645-3221, star on your cell. Email rick at 900 chml. Dot com, on Twitter, at Rick Samperin, at AM900CHML. We'll update you on the out-of-town scoreboard as Saskatchewan is hosting Montreal tonight. A couple more games this week. We'll recap the standings and bring you those crazy stats from tonight's 4136 Red Black's victory over the Tiger Cats tonight. You're listening to the 5th Quarter on 900 CHML. Hey, who's your player of the game? We're going to name our 5th Quarter fan of the night when all is said and done. We're going to 1130 tonight, so you can still call in at 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell. Email your thoughts on tonight's ballgame. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. At Rick Samprin at AM900CHML on Twitter. Don't forget, subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can also check out past episodes at 900CHML.com. We have votes right now, three of them, in fact, for Deontay Spencer for Player of the Game, and a vote each for Luke Tasker, Jeremiah Masoli, and Brandon Banks. All four of those guys, I thought, had tremendous ball games. I think uh, amongst the Player of the Game hopefuls, or contestants or nominees, I think those four are the guys. Anybody else I would probably you know, raise an eyebrow at or scoff at, maybe chide you. No, I won't do that. If you call in, I'll gladly welcome your vote for player of the game. Uh, Matthew on Twitter says, I have to say, although a loss, the Ticats have looked a lot better recently and have lots to build off for next season. And also says, starting with re big players such as Tasker, Banks, and Larry Dean this offseason. I think those three are no-brainers. No-brainers. Banks, Tasker, and Larry Dean. Can you imagine this team without Banks, Tasker, and Larry Dean? Man, this offense would be toothless without Banks and Tasker. And the D would lose a mighty weapon without that middle linebacker and Larry Dean there. That guy brings it each and every game. Another solid game tonight. Even though I would have loved to see him tackle William Powell instead of him rumbling for 43 yards and the game-winning score with 31 seconds to go. But hey, you can't win them all. Uh, Out-of-town scoreboard in Saskatchewan. The Rough Riders lead the uh, Montreal Alouettes 17-6. Uh, just under a minute ago in the first half. We'll keep you posted uh, throughout the next uh, 35 minutes or so. Email from Anthony uh, Rick, what a roller coaster of a game. Banks and Tasker, my players of the game. Spencer was a monster, yes. Uh, we can't close games, and that's been the Achilles heel all year. We seem to take the foot off the gas. Proud of my guys. Happy belated birthday. Uh, That one from Anthony. Yeah, it was my birthday the other day. Thank you, Anthony. Um, Courtney Stevens' birthday tonight, today. And uh, he celebrated with with an interception. And then a shout-out to his mom on TV. I thought that was pretty cool. Email from Alan, who always writes into the show. We appreciate that as well. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. I'm disappointed that we lost. A lot of unanswered questions for this team. Deontay Spencer was ripping us apart. Near the end of the fourth quarter, Ottawa took it to our defense, which just boggles me. We played so well, and then we just gave up. We have 18 players in free agency, and the big ones are Jeremiah Masoli, Ted Laurent, Luke Tasker, Andy Fantuz, Brandon Banks, Larry Dean, and Justin Capicotti. These guys are a must sign. The rest, I don't mind overall. Uh, We need... I'm really missing Terrell Singfield. He would have been the return guy for us. Willie Quinn would have been nice tonight. Willie Quinn, by the way, is hurt. Uh, This quarterback controversy is bothering me a lot. I feel Caleros is not getting a fair chance, and Emmanuel Davis not playing irritates me. The choosing of player personnel for these games boggles me. Interesting to see who comes to our last game. Allen. Now, that last statement I find somewhat interesting because... If 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 Alan were to call in, or if I could to exchange a quick email back to him, which I don't really have time to, maybe I'll do it uh, during the commercial break. Uh, in in the statement, interesting to see who comes to our last game, meaning who the fans or who which players are going to play in that last game. That I'm interested in to see, but all, I mean all the players that he's named, I mean they're must signed. You might look at a Ted laron and say, man, he makes a lo- you know a lot of money. We can't re-sign him. If you don't, though, I mean, you're going with the younger guys in the middle. Whether it's Neal or Whitlock, who I know has become a fan fra- favorite because of the way he plays. Or Vaughn. I mean, you take out a Teddy Laurent, that, that's a gaping hole. Unless you have an eye on someone who's on a current roster right now and is going to be a free agent. But, I mean, I'd hate to lose a guy like Ted Laurent. He's still a rock in the middle. Good against the run and the pass more often than not, requires a double team. Got to bring him back. Masoli, I've said this before, got to bring him back. Because if if the plan is to get rid of Zach Caleros, I mean, they're not playing him. He's going to be making more than half a million dollars next season. And if you, I don't know, I can't see this team making a 180 and say, yeah, Masoli has won us five games. Uh, we're, we're gonna name Zach Caleros our starter. I don't see that happening. I think Caleros is gone, and I think because of that impending move, they're like gonna say Jeremiah. We want we want to keep you around. They're gonna throw the ball into his court, and then Masoli's gonna say, "Well, is Johnny Manziel gonna be here?" And if he is, I don't know if I want to be the backup again. Unless he really outduels Mansell in training camp, which, hey, could happen. But I mean, Masoli has some options here. I think he has shown the rest of the CFL that he can be a, a, an effective starter. Uh, he's now, for I think it's four straight games. Yes, four straight games, he's thrown for at least 300 yards plus. Now you're getting into, you know, elite quarterback kind of category. If you're going 300-plus game after game after game after game, uh, you're doing something right. It's not all smoke and mirrors. And I know we've kind of tossed the uh, good Masoli, bad Masoli back and forth over the last several weeks, and which one is going to show up tonight. I think over the last couple of games, at least, Jeremiah Masoli, the good Masoli, has shown up. Tonight, a very respectable 69.6 completion rate, it was 32 of 46, threw for 438 yards and four touchdowns. No interceptions, no fumbles. I don't think it's going to get any better than that. That's about as good as he can play. Yeah, were there some plays he left on the field? Sure, there always are. But that's a pretty darn strong football game. From Jeremiah Masoli. So I think you got to bring him back. Justin Capicotti leads the team in sacks. How do you not bring him back? And he's a Canadian. He's got to come back. Tasker and Banks have already rested my case on those two guys. And uh, Larry Dean as well. They all got to return. Show them the money. I know there's a salary cap, but, uh, I mean, th- th- those are a lot of glue guys there. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We're talking Ticats and Red Blacks tonight. Ottawa eking out a 41-36 victory to improve to 8-9-1. Now leads the East Division by one point over Toronto. The Argos can still win the East if they win NBC next week. It's the final game of the CFL's 2017 regular season. Back to the phones we go. Randy is on the line. Hey, Randy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks for calling.
4: You're welcome. Here's my take on it. Okay. Uh, Years ago, did we not have Anthony Calvillo?
1: We once did have Anthony Calvillo.
4: That's right. We did. And now we got Zach Claros. And guess who needs a quarterback?
1: Uh, Anthony Calvillo's team.
4: Montreal (laughs) does. And they're not looking at Guess who's going to get him? He's going to come back to haunt us. I believe that's what's gonna happen in the off season.
1: I can see it happening.
4: Yeah, and he's gonna come back to haunt us. And then one other. That interference call against Hamilton. I don't they said he put his arm out. I think he was entitled to the space. I did write a poem, remember, back in eighty five. In eighty five, when Hamilton played the Argonauts. There was an interference call that didn't exist. The interference call to, I think the referees gave, my, gave Ottawa the game tonight, honestly. I just, I'm beside myself on their calls. They went to video replay and said, yeah. No. In 85, a Hamilton referee made a mistake.
1: It wasn't Jake Ireland,
4: was it? Uh, Reitman. Oh, okay. He was my gym teacher.
1: <laughs> oh, get out of town! <laughs>
4: I was Did you young. give him the gears? <laughs> Hamilton Raffer, he cost us a game in '85. He he was from Hamilton. He was my gym teacher.
5: Oh.
3: But
4: that call, that interference—they said he stuck his arm out. I think he was entitled to the space. There was no interference. That. Ottawa a guy ran into him and then they gave it to him hmm. all right that's my opinion okay Hamilton won this game I think the I think the referees gave it to Ottawa uh,
1: who's your player of the game tonight Randy I'll go
4: with banks
1: good call another uh, phenomenal game appreciate the call Randy enjoy the weekend thank you Thank you. 905 645 3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Lines are still open. 26 minutes left to play in the fifth quarter. My name's Rick Zamprin. Will Erskine on the other side of the glass producing tonight's program. We'll take a quick break. More of your tweets, emails, and calls. We'll get to some stats as well. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Welcome back. We'll get to the scoring summary of tonight's game. A lot of details on uh, that chart tonight. Uh, Some statistics as well. But, again, lines are still open until 1130 for you guys and gals at 905-645-3221. Store 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Vote for your player of the game tonight. You can also do so on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at rickzamprin at am900chml. A game for the ages for Deontay Spencer, who leads... The uh, the the voting list for player of the game tonight. Um, he had a CFL record tonight. A CFL record, four hundred ninety-six combined yards. This guy was on fire tonight. One hundred thirty-three receiving yards for Deontay Spencer tonight. He made uh, nine catches. He had hundred sixty-nine. Punt return yards, that's on seven punts, he averages 24.1 yards per punt return. That is ludicrous. If I'm special teams coordinator Dennis McKnight in the film room this week, I'm saying, guys, what happened? Uh, punt returns, I mean, it, you should be averaging about, you know, the, the elite guys are in the 9 10 11 12 yard average 24.1 yards per punt return tonight for Deontay Spencer. Uh, that's unconscious. Okay, he's going to break one here and uh, here and there. It was breaking one all the time. As long of 61. Again, 169 punt return yards for Deontay Spencer tonight. Kickoff return yards. 165 Kickoff return yards for Deontay Spencer tonight, averaging 27.5 per kickoff return. And, to put the cherry on top, he had 29 yards on a missed field goal. A record 496 combined yards tonight. Absolutely incredible. A CFL record for Deontay Spencer, my player of the game so far, the leading vote-getter for player of the game. Back to the phones we go. Al has called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Al, how are you?
5: Good. Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch until the end. I had to tape it. But uh, the only thing is, like, how does Ottawa get two bye weeks right at the end? It's almost like during the year, right? We've had bad calls against us. It's almost like a conspiracy. Like when Toronto had Ricky Ray for the hundredth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you think, what's this league about? It's, I don't know. Just it doesn't. And Ray Bradbury, there—he always seems to be against us too for some reason. That guy. But I know we kind of when you heard that we were up thirty-three, twelve, and at the end, it's always too bad that. Our defense, we just can't hold them. That you know, give them those big plays.
1: That was frustrating. And uh, you know what? The schedule. I'm sure when Ottawa looked at it this season, they thought, "What? Uh, you know, a bye week last week, and they have a bye week at the end of the season. I mean, who came up with a schedule?
5: Yeah, like that works in them if they rest up. If they got it, got it made. So I don't know. Sometimes you're thinking. They, you know, the league, yeah, you know, it is in Ottawa, but still, it's like the league's against us sometimes, you know.
1: Hey, and uh, let's not forget the Great Cups in Ottawa this year. They
5: are I the know. defending champions. Well, I'm hoping they weren't in so I can get some tickets. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's sold out, by the way. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping they're going to get in. I don't know who the chair, Argos or Rough Riders, enemies. I have to go for Edmonton with uh, Gable and Chick, I think.
1: Well, there you go, there you go. That's not, that's not a bad idea at all. Okay, right, thanks. Hey, who's your player of the game tonight?
5: Oh, that's Spencer and Banks. I have to give it to Banks. He's coming on on the other side. He hasn't always. So it's a hard decision next year what to do. I don't know what type of salary he was going to want, but. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to ask for the moon. For sure.
1: Yeah. Al, thanks for the call. Thank you. Uh, there's a line open for you at 905 645 3221, nine hundred 9900 on your cell. Yeah, Brandon Banks rightfully Show, so should be asking for the moon. Because if he doesn't get it in Hamilton, he'll get it somewhere else. He'll get it somewhere else. That, that's the leverage you have as a free agent when you have a season like he has had, at least the last part of the season like he's had, uh, offensively. His agent's going to be calling up teams this off season, unless the Ticats sign him right after the year before he gets to free agency. That might be the case. Let's hope that's the case. But if he does get to mid-February and free agency opens up, uh, yeah, his agency's going to be calling other teams to say, do you want a, a, a game-breaking guy who can also play some really good special teams? He's been one of the best special teams guy uh, guys over the last five years. Yeah, he had an off year on special teams, but look what he did on offense. I think that's going to be an easy conversation for his uh, for his agent to have. 905-645-3221, star on your cell. Uh, let's get to the stats tonight. Mentioned uh, Jeremiah Masoli, 69.6% completion percentage, 438 passing yards, four touchdowns. For Ottawa, Trevor Harris was 26 of 38. That's good for 68.4%. Uh, 313 yards, two TDs, three interceptions, though. Now, two were tipped. You know, the, uh, the receiver had a, a hand on the ball, and it landed in the hands of a Ticats DB, but that's still an interception. Uh, Drew Tate did have to come into the ball game for <laughs> Trevor Harris, and I chuckle because it's just you know one of those things where a, you know a backup comes in and his first throw goes for a touchdown. Tate comes in with three minutes to go in the first half and throws a 40-yard touchdown to Jerron Kreiner. It was a short pass, though, and Kreiner did most of the work and cut Hamilton's lead in 1914 after the uh, two-point convert was good as well. His first and only throw of the game. A, uh, a 40-yard touchdown, or I guess officially 39 yards. On the ground, Alex Green 9 carries for 47 yards. Missouli had 3 carries uh, for 7 yards. Not not the strongest of games for Green. I thought when they got in the lead, I thought they were going to give him the ball a little bit more, but they didn't. What are you going to do? William Powell, on the other hand, uh, really erupted in the second quarter, especially in the fourth, or the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. 17 carries tonight, 133 yards for Powell. He had a couple of TDs as well. Let's get to those pass catchers, Brandon Banks. This is probably his best game as a receiver in the CFL. I think I'm safe in saying that. 13 receptions, 193 yards, two touchdowns. Now, only 37 of those 193 yards were yak yards, where he's breaking tackles. But uh, I'm not going to take anything away from him. He still has to get down the field with speed and beat guys. And and there you go. 13 catches for a buck 93, two TDs. Luke Tasker right there with him, pretty much. Tasker was amazing tonight, too. 12 catches, 139 yards, and a touchdown. And Jalen Saunders, I thought, had a pretty strong game as well. Six receptions, 96 yards, and a TD. Shabbat Chambers was quiet tonight. One catch for 10 yards, and Mike Jones was shut out. For the Red Blacks, uh, what more can you say about Deontay Spencer? The only thing he didn't do was get into the end zone. And he did fumble that one time, and almost fumbled again. But instant replay and in the coach's challenge from June Jones revealed that he didn't fumble. Uh, Spencer, nine catches tonight, 133 yards, a long of 60 at 49 yak yards as well. Jerron Kreiner, six receptions for 90 yards and two TDs. Greg Ellingson, the former Tiger Cat, had six receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown. He also set the single season record for receptions in a campaign by an Ottawa player. 95 on the season, broke uh, Mark Lewis's record of 94. And Patrick Lavoie had uh, three receptions for 40 yards. Field goals, uh, Kenny Allen was two for three on the night, along from 43, missed from 47. uh, Punting the football, yeah, not too shabby. Seven punts, uh, an average of 43.7. I think Kenny Allen's been a, a pretty decent addition since Sergio Castillo went down. Good choice by the, you know, we always rip on the uh, player development department. Hey, we're the, we're the next stars of this team. Well, Kenny Allen was pretty much taken off the scrap heap when Castillo went down. So you got to tip the cap to the Ticats player personnel department and say, yeah, they were scoping this guy out, tested him and said, all right, you're signed. You're you're in. And he's been good. He's been very good. Brett Maher, two for two on field goals, a long of 53. That was a season-long for him as well. And uh, punting the football for Brett Maher, uh, he had just two punts tonight, averaging only 31 yards, although one was an onside kick, which was recovered by the Red Blacks. Defensively, Mario Cooper and Simone Lawrence leading the way with five defensive tackles. Simone also had a sack and a forced fumble. Strong game for Simone. Larry Dean, here he is again, four defensive tackles and a fumble recovery. Abdul Kanay in his first game against the Red Blacks in Ottawa had four defensive tackles, as did Carriel Brooks and uh, Richard Leonard. Also had a special teams tackle and an interception. He's got now five on the air. Don Unamba also had a pick, and so did uh, Courtney Stephen. Other sacks on the night for the Ticats. Adrian Tracy took down the QP once. And for Ottawa defensively, Antoine Pernod had a game-high eight defensive tackles. Winston Rose, who was burned a, a ton of times by Missoli in the receiving corps, uh, he had seven defensive tackles tonight. And Corey Tindall had six defensive tackles. Sacks tonight for Ottawa, Kevin Brown... Had the one and only sack for the Ottawa Redblacks. 41 36, the final in favor of Ottawa, who now jumps into first place in the CFL's East Division, uh, East Division standings. So, right now, if the playoffs started today, Ottawa would get that first round bye. The bad news for them is the playoffs don't start today. There's one more week after this week, and Toronto will come off its bye this week. And in the last regular season game on Saturday, November the 4th, it's going to be a 10 p.m. Eastern time start. The Argos are going to be in B.C. A win for Toronto, and they would clinch first and that first round by. A loss, and Toronto will be saddled with second place in the East, and we'll have to duke it out with the Western crossover team, who could be Saskatchewan. Or could be Edmonton. I don't think it's going to be Winnipeg. I think I think they're pretty safe. Saskatchewan basically has to run the table, and uh, Winnipeg has to lose against BC this week, and then at Calgary next week, which I guess could happen. But I, I, I see the Bombers winning this week against the Lions. So let's say Calgary and Winnipeg are safe. Edmonton and Sask are going to be the two teams that battle out for the crossover. Edmonton hosts Calgary this week, and then at Sask next week. And that could be the game that kind of decides it, because the, ga- the way the game's going tonight in Saskatchewan, the Rough Riders lay the Alouettes 17-6 to early on in the third quarter. So it looks like a win tonight for Sask. They'll pull even again with Edmonton. Edmonton hosting Calgary, and the way Calgary's been playing the last couple weeks, you got to think to yourself, I don't know about these stamps. You know, which, which Stampeders are we going to see? The one that beat the Ticats 60-1 to or the one that barely beat Hamilton 28-25 a couple of weeks ago and in fact got embarrassed by the Rough Riders last week 30-7. to I think come playoff time, uh, Dave Dickinson's going to have his stamps rare to go. Again, they'll have the bye week, rest those bumps and bruises. We'll host uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton, or Sask in the West Final and uh, off to the great cup they go once again. But you never know. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have about eight minutes left to go in the fifth quarter here on 900CHML.com. Let's go with our um, fifth quarter fan of the night. I know Will's got some audio. We're going to go with Steve as our fifth quarter fan of the night. And this is what Steve had to say. Steve, good evening.
2: Hi, Rick. How are you doing tonight? I'm okay. about you? Well, I'm beyond frustrated watching this team. Um, This is, week. you know, we've seen many, many weeks when we had incredible performances squandered. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out, first of all, and I'm going to eat some crow here because I was one of the many fans earlier this year that really thought Speedy B's days in Hamilton were limited. I am thrilled to see him thrive under June Jones' new offense. Uh, I'm happy for him on a personal level. I know he had some off-field issues in the off-season And he's turned it around, and he is such a weapon, and I'm really happy for him. Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli, I think, has kind of erased any doubts that you may have had if you're on the fence, whether he deserves to be a starter or not. Uh, He's unflappable. He plays a good game. He executes the plays that are given to him by the offensive coordinators, and I think he is probably going to be the starter coming out of training camp next year. So that's the great things I see with the Cats in this game. Now, there's a few things that I am just left shaking my head with in disbelief. Yes, Deontay Spencer is the player of the game. He was halfway through the game. We all saw it coming. Um, So if you have under a couple minutes left to play with a slim lead, I've got two words, and I'm screaming through my television screen and it's called squib kick you see what this guy has been doing all night long to us why on god's green earth would you hit a kick or a, a kickoff to deontay spencer so he can immediately bring it out to the 55 yard line yes phenomenal game incredible player but this is coaching errors if you can't see that this guy is having the game of his life, perhaps, you know, a game for all ages in the CFL. Why would you give him more chances? And lastly, with five turnovers, and really should have been six, we can't convert a win on six turnovers. We don't deserve to win. Special teams are it. It's going to be the last point. I'd like to hear your thoughts on all these comments, Rick. Uh, We've got Junior Collins out there returning kicks, doing absolutely nothing. Deontay Spencer is ripping us to shreds. And we have a guy like Demar Altman, who is far faster than Junior Collins, sitting, not doing anything. I don't know why he wasn't in. I realize Willie Quinn is hurt, and he's probably going to be our guy to return for next year. But there are there's highs for this team, there's lows for this team, and there's lots for June Jones and uh, our defensive coordinator. Figure out, you know, they were blitzing like crazy in the first half. No time for Trevor Harris to throw the balls. We're shutting them out. They're getting no first down. until halfway through the first or second quarter. How did these coaching changes eventually cost you the game? Your thoughts.
1: Well, uh, a number of things to tackle on there. The, I'll start with a squib kick because I think that was uh, an interesting point. The, you know, the score is, and I think you're referencing. You know, at the end of the game, there's a minute 25 to go. Uh, Kenny Allen's just kicked a 43 yard field goal. We're kicking off to Ottawa. We're up 36 34. Why not squib kick it? Uh, I'm of the of the belief that uh, that was the appropriate time to do it. Yeah, you're going to give Ottawa some okay field position, but are they going to get to the 50 on a squib kick? I don't think so. So I'm in agreement well, with Ricky you was, on it, that It one. was
2: midfield. It was midfield with his... Uh, yeah,
1: with his, I know. But if he squib kick it, Deontay maybe they get to the 40.
2: Exactly. And this guy's been ripping us apart all night. Right. How many times do you have to keep giving it to the same guy yeah. and expect a different result? Sorry to interrupt you, but that is like, it just blows my mind. That's coaching 101. That's high school coaching. Yeah,
5: the return
2: Jones, NCAA, CFL, uh, everything. So, yeah, sorry, please the, carry on. The,
1: the return game, uh, you know, it up on offense. Uh, you know that, that's a great weapon to have. Uh, how tired is he on special teams? You got to put him out there. I know he was out there, but they kicked the Collins. Why is Collins out there? Because, uh, he, as you said, he doesn't have speed. Uh, he's not a game-breaking guy. Your other options, though, are Luke Tasker, who's not going to be returning kicks, and I wouldn't have him back there. Jalen Saunders, who would probably go. Above and beyond over Collins, that's for sure. Shamad Chambers, Mike Jones, and Fobier Lucia. Those are really your options, unless you go with some of the DPs. And we've seen Richard Leonard back there. Why not put him back there? He's got a lot more speed than Junior Collins. So, yeah, there's a lot of options there.
2: So where was DeMar Altman tonight? I'm surprised. You know, he wasn't, even as a special teams guy only like Speedy used to be, you can put him on the roster just as a kick return specialist. Yeah, he's, he would he, have done just fine. And then you take the pressure off Speedy.
1: He's on the six-game injured list, so unavailable. Oh, he is. tonight. Yeah. Okay. okay. But I get your scenario. point. You know, put put the best guys in the best positions to succeed. I think that was a prime example, and it happens, you know, uh, all over the place. To, uh, you know, uh, throughout the game, we just realize it when you know big issues or big mistakes happen. But uh, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you on both those points.
2: Yeah, and also, you know, the, the change in the mindset of the game when you go from aggressive blitzing and it's clearly paying dividends for a quarter and a half and then you lay back. I, you know, you're watching the game. Uh, Ottawa had no run game going with William Powell. Mm-hmm. They had a very limited uh, pass play going with the blitz. And now we're laying off. We're playing zone. We're playing soft zone. And then they start, you know, roaring back. They get the momentum back. We have a couple sluggish series. And then... You know, like we've seen so many times this year, we, we lose the game just by losing momentum. And that is the difference between a really great team and an average team. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for the turnaround we've had with June Jones and our players and guys who are coming back from injuries. But if we can't change this mental mindset where we think if we're up by 16 points, we're, we're good to carry the game, we're, we're not going to be successful. We haven't been for decades. We haven't been a dominating team and in my memory, you know, if we want to be a, a Calgary Stampeders team, we want to be a turnaround Winnipeg Blue Bombers team, these are the things we got to fix or nothing's going to change in Hamilton. We're going to lose our fans. We're going to lose interest. And, you know, God bless Bob Young for all he's done, but, I mean, you know, we have to have results on the field or this is going to keep backsliding, backsliding, backsliding. And where does it end?
1: Steve, all good points. Thanks for the call.
2: Okay, Rick. Good night.
1: Yes, great call, and our fifth-quarter fan of the night. And uh, thanks to all our callers tonight, Ross, David, Randy, Al, and uh, including Steve. Our fifth-quarter player of the game tonight voted by you, the fans, Deontay Spencer. Here's something to keep in mind. Ticats are 5-4 and four under head coach June Jones over the last two, four, six, eight weeks. Over the last 8 weeks, this team has gone win-loss, 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 one more game to go next week, at home, season finale versus Montreal. Might as well keep on with the pattern and win that ballgame, and we'll go home, or at least into the offseason, on a little bit more of a happier note. Thanks to producer Will Erskine. My name's Rick Sampron. Don't forget, subscribe to the 5th Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You've been listening to the 5th Quarter on 900 CHML. The 5th Quarter, after
3: every Tycats game, on AM 900 CHML.